What's going on, contractors? Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Eric Thomas here, host of the show, and I've got a really good episode today for you all. This is another installment of our Marketing Real Talk series. So today, what we're going to cover is the questions that you should ask uh, when hiring a digital marketing agency for your company. And in particular, we're going to go over some do's and don'ts, some good questions to ask, and kind of how to navigate that conversation to make sure that you don't get burned. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, use your host, Eric Thomas. Welcome back to the show. So back in April, we're in May now, so back in April... We attended Barefoot Roundtable, which was a service uh, service roundtable event out in Palm Springs, California. And I had a breakout session during that show talking about marketing and advertising and all that good stuff. And the first question I asked when my presentation started, just to kind of get the crowd warmed up, get the get the room warmed up, I said, raise your hand if you've ever felt left let down by your marketing. And to no surprise to my own or probably to any of you all's own, everyone's hand in the room was raised, including myself. Um, I think we can all say that we have been let down by marketing before. Um, maybe some instances have been greater than others. Sometimes we've seen success, but I think it, generally speaking, everyone can say that at some point in time in their business journey, they have been let down by marketing because, I mean, as you know, there's a lot of options out there when it comes to selecting a marketing agency, hiring an in-house marketing person, uh, and all that good stuff. And it, it can sometimes be an unknown. And it's kind of hard to tell sometimes to differentiate between who is a trustworthy marketer or a trustworthy agency versus who is not. So in this episode, I wanted to kind of break down that conversation that you guys should be having with marketing agencies, your internal marketing team, uh, so on and so forth when hiring an agency. Because like I said, there's a lot of agencies out there. They all, you know, they, they all have different methodologies, different strategies. And, you know, as we know, there, there's a million different ways you can cut a carrot, but that's not the point. You know, it, it, it's okay to cut a carrot a different way, but what you want to know is when you go into these conversations, you need to have an arsenal of questions to ask them to make sure that you're not about to get screwed over. So I'm going to just go ahead and kind of dive in uh, some do's and don'ts real quick and then a few questions to ask. So I've got these written down here. And these are um, <clears throat> these are questions that, you know, I run a digital marketing agency. So I think that if I was in a conversation with a contractor and they came prepared with these questions, not only would I be genuinely impressed by their preparedness for the conversation, but I would be thrilled to earn their business because I know that this person understands it. <clears throat> they, uh, they, you know, they kind of understand the 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 real value of a true marketing partnership. So here's, uh, here we go. I got these written down. So first up the do's and don'ts. So let's start with a few don'ts. When you're talking with a marketing agency or a web developer or whatever it may be, 
do not lead the conversation with talking about ways to cancel the contract and get out of the contract and all that stuff. That that's that just sets kind of a bad foundation for uh, for the partnership. And, and think about it like this: Let's say that you um, you meet a nice a nice lady or man. I don't know what your preferences are. But let's just say that you meet someone that you have interest in pursuing uh, in courtship or maybe even in marriage and you take them on a date. It's your first date ever. And the person you guys are sitting down, appetizers are coming, got a couple glasses of water, whatever. The person says, okay, so if we get divorced, will I get uh, half of the house and custody of the kids? You would probably throw the red flag and ditch that person and just run away. So don't open up the conversation and start leading with uh, cancellations and contracts and all that stuff because that is just a surefire way to kind of set a bad, um, you know, a, a bad foundation for that partnership. Um, some other things you, you don't really want to do is you don't want to show up to the meeting with them unprepared. Okay. A good marketing agency is going to ask you questions about your numbers, uh, your booking rate, your closing rate, your uh, average ticket, stuff like that. So you want to make sure that you show up prepared with those numbers. So, if you get into the meeting, you know, and they're asking you some of these questions and you're saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, now what you're doing is you're, you're kind of forcing the marketing agency to have to solve these problems for you, which can lead to inconsistencies in the strategies and the campaigns and stuff like that, because you're going off of hunches and not data. So show up to that meeting prepared, know your numbers. Uh, we've talked about this a million times on the show, but know your numbers, know your average ticket, know your closing rate, know your booking rate, know all that good stuff. So some questions to ask. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of just run through each of the different types of services that an agency might offer you. So the big one that a lot of people, um, a lot of people go after is uh, the website. So you got to have a good website. And I was talking with a, a previous podcast guest and a good friend of mine, his name's Josh Griffin. He owns Griffin Air uh, in here in Virginia, and we were just chatting the other day, and he said, you know, in his opinion. A business is not a real business unless they have that digital foundation, that digital storefront, that website. And I kind of agree because, you know, your website is your your validation for your brand online. Like that is where people are going to get their first impression of your company and your services. So you need to have a good website. So when talking to an agency to get a website built, some of the questions that um, I would recommend asking <clears throat> are, one, um, where is this being hosted? Where is this website going to be hosted? That's a good question to know because some agencies will host it themselves, which is fine. Um, some agencies will prefer that you host it. Uh, but it's good to know that because you, you need to know where it's going to live for, for many reasons. You know, for the, the most important reason for that is you need to know where it's going to live because you know, that is your digital home. Your website is your digital home for your business. It's your, it's your digital brick and mortar store. And you wouldn't go purchasing a building or, um, you know, lease a building and not know who owns the land. You want to know, like, is, where is this building, this digital building going to live? And so that's a good question to ask because you need to understand that up front. If, you know, if they're going to host it, that's cool. If they are going to host it, you need to make sure you ask them some follow-up questions such as 
what kind of hosting provider do you use? Is it a shared server with other clients or will I get my own dedicated server? Is it cloud hosting? Stuff like that. If you come in knowledgeable and prepared, you will get good answers. And if it is a crappy agency, they won't be able to answer them or they'll stumble and fall. And then it will be a clear red flag for you to run. So a good question to ask, where's this website going to be hosted? Another good question to ask is um, what CMS is this being built on? So CMS stands for content management system. And it's good to know <clears throat> what it's being built on. A lot of websites are built on WordPress. Um, some websites are built on Duda, Joomla, Webflow. There's Squarespace, there's Wix. There's a ton of these platforms out here to build a website on. And all of them have their pros and cons. And I'm not going to go into which one's the best or which one's not. But it's good to know what it's being built on because if it's a proprietary system, you need to be able to understand that like if it's a proprietary system that they own, if they say, oh, it's a proprietary CMS, that increases the risk of you not being able to take that website with you one day. So, and, and you know, and you, you may be able to, you know, you'd be able to transfer, but it'll be a lot more work on the next developer. So it's important to ask what CMS they are building the website on. Just a rule of thumb, you know, and I know, We've got some agencies that listen to this podcast. If someone says that they're building something on a proprietary CMS, you may just generally not want to work with them. Um, and here's the reason why. Builders like WordPress and Webflow and Duda and Squarespace, that is an open source CMS, meaning anyone in the world can use it, which means that it's transferable it's backed with developers. They have a team of developers securing and working on the platform. And it, it, make, it just makes a generally a, a better environment to build your website on. Something that's proprietary, the only people that are there to support it are whoever's on that team. So if that marketing agency has 12 people on their team or even 30 people on their team and they have five developers, if it's a proprietary system, the entire livelihood of your business online is in the hands of five developers who you don't know. Oh, and by the way, a lot of these agencies, they hire people from India and the Philippines. Um, and so just run that back and think about that for a minute. You know, Do you want the livelihood of your business in the hands of five people you don't know? Or would you rather it be on a platform that is got a full community support group? open source APIs, all that stuff, and teams of hundreds and hundreds of developers that are continuing to patch, monitor, and make it better. So that's another good question to ask. So first question to ask for website, who's hosting this? Second question to ask with the website, uh, what CMS is this being built on? Another good question to ask when it comes to the website, will I own the content that you produce or will I own the website that you produce? This is a good twist on um, that first don't that I had mentioned. You know, don't say, you know, if I cancel this contract, do I get the website? Don't ask that. You're going you're gonna to cast doubt into their minds. Instead, ask this, will I own the content that you produce? Will I own the design and the images and the creative that you produce for the website? Because that will get them to answer that question that you're asking of, will I get the website if... If I leave, there's always that possibility that you'll leave, but it's not, you know, you don't want to lead with trying to get out of it. You want to lead with questions like that. 
will I own the content that you produce for me? That will open up the conversation about terms, conditions, whatever it may be. And following up on that, you're going to want to also ask, will the content that you're writing for my website, will you be providing it or will I need to provide it? Will I need to provide the images and the copy or will your team write it, create the images, you know, stock photos, come take photos, whatever it may be. You need to understand who's responsible for creating the content for the site and providing the content for the site. And then if they say that they are going to be providing the content, ask them, do you have someone on staff who writes custom copy for websites or do you use AI? A lot of agencies out there, including our own, use AI for several things. We now, granted, we don't use AI to write full websites, but AI is great for generating topics, uh, getting good uh, editorial frameworks for blog posts, stuff like that. But you don't want an agency writing your full website copy in AI because there's just, you know, you're, you're leaving it in the hands of a computer then and someone's just clicking buttons. And don't get me wrong, I, I think AI is great. And I think that <clears throat> there's a lot of things that are going to be replaced with AI in the future. Uh, but I do think that there is a level of um, there's a level of error that can happen when it gets outside of the hands of a professional copywriter and into the hands of a computer that the computer's just scraping Google and then rewriting other website pages. So ask them, you know, question three, um, will I own the content and the design of it? Question four, who on your team, you know, do you have a dedicated copywriter or will, you know, you be using some type of automated system or outsourcing the copy? Um, that, that's just a good thing to know uh, in general. Um, so that's the first four website. Last one for, um, for the website is um, it, it's good to know about retainer and edits and stuff like that. So things change. You add new services, you take away services, uh, you add team members, you add cities that you service, areas you serve, stuff like that. You need to know up front if I add services or if our company grows to new locations, will you guys take care of those edits to the website, you know, as part of this this plan that we're getting into? Or are you, you know, are you going to send me an invoice for hourly, you know, development work, so on and so forth? It's just good to know that up front. Uh, because sometimes you have, there, there's various pricing models. You've got the all-inclusive model that covers unlimited changes in content and stuff like that. You've got the project-based model where they build it once, you pay them, and then it's, it's off into the world. Uh, and you've got retainers, stuff like that. So it's good to know the different models there. Uh, and it's good to know that, you know, if I need changes made to the website in, you know, six months, a year from now, who's going to do them? And is it going to cost me? So questions to ask the agency about website. One, where is this being hosted? Two, what platform is this being built on? Three, will I own the website that you create for me? Four, who is going to be writing the copy and creating the images for the website? Is it someone on your team or is it outsourced? And five, um, how are we going to handle edits and changes down the road? Will it be an hourly invoice or will it be included? Moving on to PPC. This is a topic that gives a lot of people headaches. I'm sure that just hearing that word kind of made you cringe a little bit. So really when it comes to PPC, there's just a few things that you need to know. One, 
advertising agencies make their money on PPC through management services. Okay. We do not do things for free. No one does anything for free. Naturally, you don't do anything for free. Do you restaurants don't do anything for free. So you need to understand that when you are working with an agency for PPC, there will be a cost and there's several different ways that you um, will pay this management fee. And it's good to know these questions to ask. And there's pros and cons to each. So I'm going to lay them out for you right now. So the first question to ask with PPC is, what is your management fee? And this will be a great question to ask because it, it shows that you're knowledgeable and you're educated enough to know that, you know, this is a business, they need to make money somehow, and it's through a management service. And so they will they will answer it, you know, however they may answer it. But there's there's a couple different ways to charge for management fees within the advertising service world. The first one, and this is a little bit older uh, model, is um, percentage of ad spend. And there's, you know, there's pros and cons to this. There's pros and cons to the other ones as well. Um, but there's, there's the percentage of ad spend one. Okay. So let's just say their ad spend percentage is 25% of ad spend. So if you are spending $1,000, then it's going, you're going to get um, a portion of that taken out for their management service. So let's just say your budget is $1,000 a month. 25% of that would go to the agency. That's 25 or 250 bucks. So you would get math, 750 bucks in ad spend. So it's good to know if they do it based on percentages or a flat rate management fee, because that ad spend percentage, the more you spend, the more that they'll make, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's good to know that. And so you need to ask them what, if they're doing it that way, what is your percentage? And does it go down? A lot of agencies percentage spend will go down as you spend more money. So it's good to know, you know, if it's a percentage, what their percentage breakdown is. And then another one, um, this is kind of the other side of it is the, um, the, this is a flat rate management fee. So for flat rate management, it, it works pretty similarly. Um, I prefer flat rate. I think a lot of contractors prefer it as well. And this is why, um, if you have a campaign that's killing it, you can bump up and down your your budget without any extra hurdles. You don't have to rework agreements. You don't have to rework scope of work, any of that stuff. If it's just a flat rate management fee, say that it's um, it's $1,000 a month up to $7,500 in ad spend. Well, you can go all the way up to 7,500 or all the way down without having to rework you know, your billing cycle with the agency. So the flat rate model, the pros to it are your budget's way more flexible on Google ads. Uh, the cons are, you know, sometimes if you think about it, the percentage of that flat rate may be greater than what the percentage might be of a percent of ad spend type of management fee. But I think overall flat rates, the way to go uh, for multiple people. Uh, and then yeah, so so Google Ads, um, you definitely want to ask first question. Very first and foremost is, um, what's your management fee for Google Ads? Just just asking that up front. You know, you don't want to go into a contractual agreement with a marketing agency with these unknown fees. Um, so there needs to just be no uncertainty of anything. You know, a good agency, if you don't ask that question, they'll still tell you. 
Um, but there are agencies out there that will hide that and they won't tell you. And you will be thinking that you're spending a thousand dollars a month. Um, but you may only be spending 500 bucks a month because they're keeping 500 for management services. So you need to know that up front. You need to come into the conversation educated. Then the last thing, and this is a topic that makes me really bitter and <clears throat> kind of get upset sometimes. So I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to let emotions take over here. If you see an ad on Facebook for a company promising you 50 plus install leads a month, do, do whatever you want. Um, but here's the thing. You need to go in that conversation and you need to drill them with these questions because this is what these ads say. 50 plus install leads a month or your money back. Do you really think they're going to give you a full refund? No. You want to know why? Because that, um, let's just say you, you talk to them and you say, okay, how am I going to get these 50 plus installs a month? And they're going to say, we need $5,000 a month and we're going to run Facebook and Google ads. Okay, cool. That $5,000, that's the way that you get those leads. So they don't keep that $5,000. That $5,000 goes into their bank account and goes right into Google and Facebook's pocket and they keep a management fee, just like we were just talking about. So when they say money back guarantee, you're not going to get your full $5,000 back. You're going to get whatever their management fee is back. And you want to also just drill them about that because there's probably some fine print. All right. So when you see an ad on Facebook saying 50 plus install leads a month, you need to really hammer them with questions. And just remember generally in life, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, next one, this will be the last one we hit on SEO. Um, this is another one, a lot of different thoughts and methodologies out there. Uh, so it's good to know ahead of time, you know, who's going to be handling your SEO and how they go about handling SEO. And look, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of gray areas for contractors when it comes to this, because let's go ahead and face it, guys. You, you don't need to know how SEO works. You don't need to know how PPC works. Um, you're a contractor. You fix heating and air conditioning units. You shouldn't be expected to, you know, know the best practices of the Google search algorithm. You know, it, it changes every day, <clears throat> but it's good to know when you're having conversations with an SEO agency, um, some certain things to know and ask ahead of time so that you make sure that you're going to get the best bang for your buck. Uh, so when it comes to SEO, just ask them, how does your SEO process work? And just let them share. Okay. Because a good agency is going to say, you know, we focus heavily on high quality content for your site, building service pages, service area pages, so on. We focus on getting high quality backlinks. Uh, we focus on the technical, you know, areas of your SEO of your website, making sure that links aren't broken, making sure your website's technically sound and secure. Um, and then also just making sure that you have a good overall content strategy and making sure that you're mapping keywords and you're clustering keywords. There's a lot of things that go into SEO. Let them share what their process is. And these are the words that you should be listening to. So ask them, what is your SEO process? How are you going to get me to rank? And the words that you should be listening to, these are just kind of like, I guess if you wanted to say like heat map kind of words, you want to be listening to content strategy. You want to be listening for uh, high quality content, um, high quality backlinks. You want to be listening for um, technical SEO, you know, site speed optimization, all that stuff. Uh, you want to be listening to user experience. You want to be listening for all these things um, for SEO because these are you know, proven ways to get your website to rank better. <clears throat> and so 
when you ask that, just, you know, you don't have to get them to drill into how they write their content and how they get your backlinks. Um, but just be listening for some of those words, because if they mention those, generally speaking, they probably have a decent understanding of SEO. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> a, a, a red flag agency out there is going to, um, you know, they're going to be sharing things such as we're going to submit your website to 250 search engines and we're going to get you listed in all these directories. And like, they're going to start sharing all these just out of this world, strange tactics and stuff. And you're just going to kind of want to stay away from those people because they're just going to take your money. They don't know what they're doing. Um, so if someone says they're going to submit your website to over 200 search engines, just run, there's only, Let's face it, there's only really four search engines that people use. Google, Bing, Yahoo. Some people use Yahoo and then DuckDuckGo. So if someone says that they submit your website to 250 search engines, they're just, they're full of shit. All right, SEO. So when it comes to local SEO, um, you, you should also ask them, you know, some questions about local SEO. This includes your Google business profile, formerly known as Google My Business. Uh, and it, it's good to know like what they're going to be doing for it uh, just because there are some spammy practices out there <clears throat> such as like name spam um, and so on. So if they say that like they're going to, they've got some black magic to make you rank higher. Uh, you want to definitely dig into what that is um, because you know, there's a lot of spammy practices out there that'll get you penalized. Um, but when it comes to local SEO, here's really what you need to know. Google recently released a vicinity update, which means that <clears throat> your ranking in the map pack is very, honestly, it's, it's very geo dependent. So, you know, that's one thing to know. You want to make sure that your Google My Business or your Google Business Profile is well optimized with your services and your service areas. You're, you know, got all the correct contact information on there. Make sure that you got the proper tracking information on there for your website, and your phone number, uh, and then making sure that, you know, all your business hours are up to date. You got photos, a good looking logo and cover image, and then making sure that you're posting frequently, answering questions, responding to reviews, so on and so forth. So that's really when it comes to local SEO, it's mostly <clears throat> Google business profile, making sure it's well optimized, making sure that you're just staying on top of it because Google likes it when you use their products. So if you use their product, well, Google will reward you. Um, so if someone comes in saying they've got some black magic or some secret sauce or some silver bullet for Google business profile to get you to rank locally, ask them what it is and just trust your gut. I mean, if, if it sounds like it's kind of a sham, uh, it probably is. All right. Uh, that is that, that covers pretty much the, the three big ones I wanted to hit on, which was website PPC and SEO. You know, so, some other ones that are just generally, you know, good questions to ask um, overall is how do you guys measure success uh, for marketing? You want to ask your agency that because other people, you know, different people have different ways of measuring it. And let's be real guys in this industry. Um, there's so many niche agencies out there in the heating and air conditioning trade that you have no reason to talk to a general marketing agency that will help anyone and everyone. There are so many agencies out there. I mean, there's at least, I would say there's at least five to 10 good um, home services, contractor facing marketing agencies that know what they're doing. They know your business. They know your numbers. Um, talk to one of them and ask them how, how do you measure success for this? 
you know, a good agency is going to understand, like we mentioned earlier, they're going to understand the numbers that are important to you, such as your booking rate, uh, your closing rate, your average ticket cost, uh, how many calls we need to generate to hit revenue goals, stuff like that. You want to make sure that you're getting those questions answered up front because those are the metrics that count. Those are the metrics that are actually important. Um, there's so many uh, different metrics when it comes to digital marketing that, I mean, I could talk on here for four hours of all the different metrics that you can track in digital marketing. And all those metrics are good for the marketer to know. Like, let's go ahead and face it. You probably don't care about the bounce rate of your website. You probably don't care about the average time spent on the page. You probably don't care about um, how many new users came from X campaign. You don't care about that stuff. You care about the phone ringing and you care about getting your truck in the driveway of a home to go repair someone's system or install a new system. So ask an agency, like, what are we going to track to make sure this is working? And their answer should be leads, converted jobs, revenue. That's what we care about. That's what everyone should care about. So a good agency will know the numbers and that's why you need to show up prepared. So when they ask, what's your, uh, what's your closing rate? What's your booking rate? Stuff like that. Because if your booking rate is 70% and we need a um, hundred phone calls to hit X revenue goal, then we need to know how many phone calls, you know, need to get brought in from each campaign. So that is, concludes today's marketing real talk if you guys have any more questions about stuff that you should ask when hiring a marketing agency hit me up directly uh, my email is eric at rivaldigital.com i'm here to help i would be glad to answer any questions you may have um, and until next time you guys stay smart thank you for tuning in for another episode if you're an hvac contractor in need of digital marketing services contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com